My name is Greg Willits. You know, I have been blessed to be married to my wife. When I tell people this, some, sometimes people say, oh, you've been married a long time. And other people say, ah, you're just getting started. My wife and I just celebrated 24 years of marriage. We're very blessed to have five children with us here on earth and five in heaven. But even still... We get the questions, you know, you know where all those kids came from, you know, you know what causes that, all those kinds of things. The the typical questions that people ask families with lots of kids. I can't even imagine the questions that get asked of our next next guest, Cindy Wagner, joining us to talk about large families. Cindy, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So how many children do you have in your face? I've been hearing conflicting numbers from everyone here at the studio. Does you have this many or that many? And, and can't even keep track anymore. How many kids do you have? We have 19, um, 18 still living. We have uh, one of our sons died just before he was 16. Hmm. Um, that was eight years ago. So he was, uh, we always called him um, for sure the saint because he his uh, mental capacity was such that he couldn't sin, ah. and being that he was baptized and then got into trouble for the next 16 years, um, we knew where he straight was going, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but and he, God blessed him. He died in his sleep, uh, and he lived um, almost 16 years longer than the doctors thought he would. Oh, wow. he, they gave him about a two month prognosis and. And he lived till he was almost 16. Well, considering our conversation from the last hour that we were having with Tracy Windsor, who deals with prenatal diagnosis and that kind of thing, of doctors saying, oh, this child's not going to live. And then you share a story of being able to have a child that wasn't supposed to live that long at all and then live for 16 years. What a blessing that is. Correct. So yeah. I'm talking about large families. I mean, at some point, how long have you, how long have you been married? Uh, 43 years. 43 years. At some point, was it before you got married, after you got married, there was had to have been a discussion between you and your husband of the number of children that, that was desired for your family? Uh, that's an interesting question because we somehow, for some reason, never really did. Um, it was something that just we were very compatible on so many issues, and it never actually came up till after we had our first child. And then when he was several months old, kind of the, the thing came up, wow. Gosh, how many kids, you know, I think maybe people asked us questions or, you know, like how many, how many are you going to have? And he said, well, one is fine, um, but another one would be okay. And I, I looked at him and I said, really, that's it? <laughs> and, um, and he was, yeah, I'm like, well, you know, one at a time, right? So it just never became a big issue between us, except that God had this plan. And I think maybe... Our hearts were open. Um, we were very, very blessed um, to sometimes get little mm, premonitions as far as if we were going to get called about a special needs adoption. Oftentimes, I would have a dream or just a very strong feeling that God was going to ask us about something, and when it happened, that was confirmation. So it was like I I felt like this is we should be saying yes to this, you mm. know. And and I mean we always talked about it, discussed it. My husband, his um, his main response was usually, "Well, Cindy, you know the major responsibility is going to be with you. You're the one who's going to have to do this. But financially, I'm willing to support him and be the dad, you know." Mm. And he was just he's always been you, you just really couldn't get a better dad. So we have um, we have ten children by birth, and uh, nine were adopted. 
So how many of your kids did you have before adoption started? We had two. Mm. We had two. And uh, then we went into foster care. It was interesting because if you want the little history on how God slid us into this, because we had never even considered adoption, um, uh, we didn't have any problems with fertility or any reason to um, think maybe we needed to adopt children. But when I was pregnant with my second, I my varicose veins, which is hereditary in my family, were really, really bad. And the doctor said, Cindy, you should not have any more kids. And this was after how many kids? This was with my second, oh, okay. when I, my second pregnancy. And um, I was pretty much, you know, like, it was very difficult to get around. Like, I'd have to wear a support hose to take a shower yeah. because I couldn't, my legs couldn't hold up. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, two kids. Well, I mean, that's a blessing, but... To stay home with just two kids is, um, I could be doing more, you yeah, know? Yeah. And uh, so we talked about it and decided to look into foster care. At the same time we looked into foster care, I also was doing a lot of uh, research on varicose veins and found out that, number one, of course, support, ho- you know, these very hot, heavy, nasty support hoses yeah. were very helpful in surviving varicose veins and vitamin E, taking vitamin E as a supplemental therapy. So simultaneously, we... And this or, is 40-something years ago. There's oh, a yeah. lot more information on supplementation, yes. that kind of thing now. Yes. So even back then, saying, I'm going to take vitamin E caplets, you probably people are thinking that you're just some right. sort of... It was, uh, we, I was in La Leche League, and that yeah, was kind yeah. of the new... You know, <laughs> right, exactly. So this was kind of new research, right. vitamin E therapy. So I ordered the support hose, started wearing those, started doing vitamin E therapy, and um but at the same time we were involved in uh, we kind of got through this foster care thing and just as we were getting approved in illinois my husband took a job in memphis we moved down there and i didn't have the responsibilities that i would have had otherwise so i called up the state and said do you have need for foster parents in memphis well yes we do we quickly went had our stuff transferred went through that and the day after we got approved, we got our first baby. Oh. He was a, so you were new, you did newborn baby foster parenting. Yeah, yeah. Three, he was three weeks, and yeah. he was a fetal alcohol baby, and uh, we ended up having him for a year. And in the state of Tennessee, if a child goes up for adoption after a year, um, the foster parents have the first rights. And of course, we were all he knew, and we had a relationship with his family trying to work to get him back. But at some point, when his mother left the scene, his father said, would you please take him? Because I was hoping the dad could get him, his dad could get him. Mm -hmm. And he said, a a baby needs a mother, too. Mm -hmm. And um, his dad had a rough life. And so that was our first adoption. We took him. We still were foster parents um, for four more years, had a lot of foster babies and teenage girls. And, you know. Oh, so you ran the gamut. You didn't just focus on one age. Correct. We had. Yeah, toddlers and teenagers and anyway, but then uh, at one point we were, it was hard having the babies come and go, come and go. And um, we said, well, you know what, we're just going to drop out of foster care. And 
if there's a child that they cannot find a home for that needs one, we'd be open to adoption if it seemed like that was God's will. So Cindy Wagner Cindy Wagner's joining us here during this hour of the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive here on the Quest AM 1160. I'm Greg Willits, 470-508-1160. If you want to make your donation, maybe you want to make a donation in honor of someone else. You want to donate in honor of someone living. It could be a spouse, a child, a sibling, parent, grandparents, whoever it might be. Maybe there's a special family event, a birth or a birthday or a wedding, an anniversary of any kind, a first communion, and you want to make a special uh, a memento out of that by making a donation to the quest you can do so right now at 470-508-1160 or if you want a special cause to support if you know you want to make sure that you are letting other people know about it and that you want to make a donation in honor of that special cause you could do that as well at 470-508-1160 or you could do so in memory of someone else maybe a relative or priest one of our guests again the reason for us Doing the Spirit Drive is to showcase, number one, the local flavor of the metro Atlanta area, to show you local programming, to give you local programming that truly edifies your heart and inspires you, to let you know about your brothers and sisters in Christ here in the Atlanta area, to truly make you feel like you are a part of the Catholic Church, for we are all one body. And during the Quest's fall theme, we are looking at Atlanta Family Strong. We truly are strong as a family in Christ. We're strong in our individual families. We're seeking strong marriages because marriage is the foundation of society. And we're all called to share Jesus. And we need to know that we can count on you as you pledge your prayer support if you can't pledge money. So let us know if you're going to pray for us. Please give us a call. If you're going to support us financially, please give us a call. Don't delay. We truly need to hear from you. 470-508-1160. Again, I'm Greg Willett speaking with Cindy Wagner during the AM 1160 Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Tell me a little bit about, Cindy, You know the, the idea of having kids and, and, and growing your family. And you did it just welcoming the child one at a time as, as God brought it in. Uh, for you and your husband, how important was your faith at this time, or was was were, were, was family and faith already connected for you at the very beginning, or did your faith grow as a result of having these kids? Um, I would say God gave us the children and the faith in a kind of in a parallel um, way. Um, we were both raised cradle Catholics. Um, my husband was, I would say, kind of struggling. Um, you know, you're talking about early 70s. Yeah. And uh, it just was not kind of in fad. Um, but we we were married in the Catholic Church, uh, went to Sunday Mass. and he. But he was pretty, like that was about it as far as his uh, devotion. And I wouldn't say I was much more very strong into my faith but but got more and more i was able to go to daily mass when when i just had my first son and then um found a friend had a friend who was very strong in her faith a young mother who lent me catholic books and i was like wow Hmm. these are amazing this is this is our faith Shared them with my husband. Sometimes I would just bribe him. I'll make you a pecan pie <laughs> if you'll just read this one page. Because I, I knew he li- was limited for time. And yet he was he's a truth seeker. Yeah. And when he would read it, he'd be like, Wow, then he really got into it. So wait and, a minute, you're telling me you're telling me I, I'm reading all these books voluntarily 
And if I just held back, I could get pies out of the deal. I could get good Catholic books and pies. Tell your wife she's made Man, a mistake. No one told me that I could get pies and books. Yes. Well, after a while, I didn't have to make him pies anymore because he realized what he was reading was even better. And uh, so he he read a tremendous amount, and his faith was just he he just passed me up literally because mm. he's the type of guy that when he's really sees something and knows it's right that's it and he goes with it and um, i would say probably his example of fatherhood and his devotion to the catholic church and to his faith is probably the number one influence on our kids yeah. in their faith you know uh, as they've grown and they have families um, my oldest uh, boy is 42 now and he um He's expecting his seventh baby, and um, you know, and they're all thrilled. You know, I've got a daughter with eight, one with nine, um, you know, the five, six. You know, they 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 love large families, and I think it's because they know they can do it. First of all, because of the example, and uh, and they have that faith. And they, different ones, have said that the most outstanding example to them of their faith is then when they'd get up at night to go to the bathroom. And they'd walk past the living room, and the little uh, candle would be lit in the living room. My husband would be lying back on the aerobic rocker. We had this like rocking chair that you could t- kind of tip back and sleep in. Mm-hmm. He had a toddler on his chest that he was had been walking during the night or taken care of, and or a baby laying on him asleep. And he would be asleep, and his hand would be falling off the chair with a rosary in it. Hmm. He would hold the baby, hmm. say the rosary, hmm. they would both go to sleep. And hmm. the kids consistently would see that type of, it wasn't what he said, it was what he did. Yeah. Speaking right now here on The Quest, Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive with Cindy Wagner as we're sharing stories like this, stories of Catholics in our area who have truly been witnesses to the faith and have been impacted by the faith. And where else are you going to hear stories like this except on Catholic Radio? If you haven't done so already, will you prayerfully consider giving us a call, 470-508-508. 1160. Again, that number 470-508-1160. Haven't uh, said thank you in a while to some of the people who've called in. Want to say a big thank you to Kimberly and Priya has called in, both in honor of Tracy. Uh, Lauren called in in honor of Tracy as well. So thank you to all of you for calling in and saying thank you in honor of Tracy for the work that she's doing, for uh, being a witness to large families, to being a witness to the both the beauty of a large family as well as the challenges that come along with it because both of them are great witnesses to the faith we've also heard from eleanor today uh, julia and nancy thank you all so much for calling in and being a part of the quest atlanta's family strong spirit drive again 470-508-1160 some of the other testimonies that we've been hearing uh bill from st peter chanel said i listened during my morning drive father john ricardo's show in particular is so illuminating and relevant to my vocation as husband and counselor a holy tone for the day is set that sustains me, and I'm so grateful for that. We also heard from Bridget at St. Clair of Assisi, who says, Catholic Radio has given me a place to turn to hear my faith proclaimed. It reinforces my beliefs and my love for the universal Catholic Church. Thanks so much for your testimonials. If you have a testimonial, of course, you can always call in 470-508-1160. We'd love to share what you have to say, how you've been blessed by the Quest AM 1160. I'm Greg Willits. We'll continue the Quest Atlanta family strong spirit drive coming up in just a few moments 
This is Father Matthew Dalrymple. You're listening to AM 1160 The Quest, WCFO East Point Atlanta. Join me now in making a spiritual communion to our Lord Jesus. I wish my Lord to receive you with the purity, humility, and devotion with which your most holy mother received you with the spirit and the fervor of the saints. Amen. The Quest presents Mom Minutes with Cameron Frad from Among the Lilies. I think that we are so blessed as Catholics to have Mama Mary, okay? When my kids are little, they call her Mama Ma, and then eventually she becomes Mama Mary. We are so blessed with Blessed Virgin Mary, whatever name you want to call her. Um, she's amazing. She's a mom. She gets it, right? She totally gets it, and she desires us to know and encounter her son. So when you have had a hard day and you felt like you have failed today as a mom, um, ask for her help. When you don't know what to do for your child, I turn to her, and I'm like, okay, Mary, I don't know what my son needs right now, but you do. So you please fill in the gaps, fill in the pieces where, where I'm messing up here and you just be with them. You help him, you help her, encourage them and lead them to your son. Let them know him, love him and serve him. And I think that we get to take advantage of that, which is really cool. Um, I am nowhere near as good of a mom as her, but I try and by her grace, she will teach me how to be a good mom too. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. So, you love listening to The Quest, but can't always listen live? No worries. Now with the Quest Atlanta app, you never have to miss out. Listen on demand, submit prayer requests, catch up on the latest headlines, and so much more. Available on the App Store and Google Play today. They share the most intimate moments of life and death with us. They pour the water of life into our souls. They feed us with living bread from heaven. They're waiting in the confessional to unburden us from sin. They receive the vows that transform man and woman into husband and wife. They're with us when we're sick, our final escorts from time into eternity. Greed, sexism, and abuse don't sum up the priesthood. The average priest makes under $35,000 a year. Jesus ordained men, but women never had to be priests to be important in the church. And there were nine credible allegations of child abuse in 2013. That's out of about 40,000 U.S. priests. One is too many, but nine don't define the rest. One word sums up the priesthood. Love. Not the flawed love of human beings. The love of God, who promised that he'd always be with us, and who reaches out and touches the world today through his priests. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. This is Elise O'Kane from Corpus Christi Parish in Stone Mountain, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. And welcome back to AM 1160, The Quest, Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. My name is Greg Willits. I'm your host for the next few hours here on the Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. And if you haven't yet donated, here's a great bit of information for you that I am so excited by. We actually have a donor who will match up to $1,000 for every monthly donor. That's a total match of $1,000 for every monthly donor. 
that's an amazing thing. That your money right away is going to be doubled when you make a donation as a monthly donor. And our monthly donors truly are our bread and butter. They're one of our lifelines. Just to know that we can count on that income that is coming in to help us to continue the operations of what we're trying to do here at the Quest AM 1160. And so if you've been thinking about it, you thought, oh, okay, see, this is just sort of the push that I need. Don't hesitate. Let this be that inspiration that you needed to be able to finally give us a call 470-508-1160 to help you want to make that difference to evangelize and to use the gifts that God has already blessed you with to be able to reach out and help the Atlanta area to grow in their Catholic faith and to find more people who are seeking God in their lives. You know, so often it is in the unknown and surprising ways that God moves in us. And we might be praying for family members. We might be praying for siblings or for children or even for spouses that have fallen away from the faith. And we, we just get so frustrated. We just don't know what to do. And, and oftentimes we need to just make sure that we are turning this over to Christ, that we are giving it to him, that we're letting it be his problem, that we can continue to pray, of course. We never stop praying for these people that we love, but we turn these things over. And the stories that we hear from people, how they just happen to be flipping through the channels and they just happen to turn on 1160 AM, that they just happen to hear Catholic radio. And as a result of that, their lives were changed forever, that something touched their hearts in a way that on our own, we never could have done it. And so truly trusting Jesus to do this work. And so one of the things that we need to make sure that we're continuing to do during this this uh, spirit drive is that we are turning it over every moment to Christ, that he is going to make these things happen for us. And so let's continue to pray right now together, a prayer both for the quest and the efforts of the quest, as well as for all the people that are listening and for your own intentions and for your loved ones. Let's, let's pray together right now, shall we? Because this is something, again, you won't be hearing this on secular radio, but here on the quest, it is our drive to help save a million souls. And so you play a role in that. So let's pray together as a body of Christ and do that right now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we humbly thank you for all the doors you've opened to create Atlanta Catholic Radio, the quest. As we continue on the spirit drive, we are earnestly seeking your will. We're seeking your words. We're seeking your guidance. We are seeking your will to do the work necessary to bear the fruit that you desire. We on our own can't make fruit happen. We can sow seeds. We can reach out. We can share the faith, but only you can truly enter into someone's heart. We are on a quest to invite and inform and inspire all who listen, and we are striving to bring a million souls into your loving arms through the work of the quest in their daily lives, but truly, this is your apostolate. This is your work, God. The quest belongs to you, Jesus. And as we grow our listenership, we ask for all that's possible for us to do what we can to fill hearts with your love and a renewal of spirit. And so we ask Holy Spirit to anoint us with wisdom and teach us to follow your inspirations. Lord Jesus Christ, we are only your couriers. We are your voice. We are your hands. Please use the quest with your perfect will. Jesus, our Lord of mercy, please take the quest and truly make this yours. We ask this 
through the intercession of our blessed mother, when we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our deaths. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us and hold us under your mantle. Thanks for joining us in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit, during this Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. Janice called in. She made a donation. She says, in honor of Cindy, one of my favorite people. So thank you, Janice, for that pledge. We appreciate that. And if you want to make your pledge right now, you can do so, 470-508-1160, as we continue this morning having a conversation with Cindy Wagner, talking about large families, 19 children and uh, that, you've, that you've had. One's gone on to heaven. And, and what, what was your child's name that, that you lost a few years John ago? John Patrick. John Patrick, pray for us. So uh, tell us a little bit more about you know, your family life now, and you were talking about all of the grandchildren that you have now. How many kids are still at home? Uh, we have four at home still and then two in college, so they're home occasionally. So you're still going strong with, with your kids, still still trying to... What what was the faith life for them? You talked about your husband falling asleep with a baby in one hand and a rosary in the other. How did you help that many kids to grow in the faith? You know, Sometimes I, we see it at home, we got five kids, and it's hard just to, with that few kids, to help them to truly have an experience with Jesus Christ. How did you bring Christ into their lives? I, I think that's our biggest challenge as a family, especially in the secular world where there's so many outside pulls for our time and attention and that of our children. And one thing that was always really strong for us is for sure, the rosary, mm-hmm. saying the rosary every day, uh, generally as a family. Now, we homeschooled almost all the time, so that was a definite advantage because we, they, everyone wasn't running off to a different school, and we would say morning prayers, read the life of the saint, whatever the life of the saint was for that day, as a way to kickstart our day um, with that great inspiration of that saint's life, whoever it was for that day. And then um, uh, the family rosary at night. And that would be usually the last thing before the kids would go to bed. Was that something that was always a part of it? Praying the family rosary? I mean, right from the beginning, that was just something that you just knew to do. When you're talking about homeschooling and and your oldest is how old now? 42. And so you have a 42-year-old. Did you homeschool that 42-year-old? We did. I mean, again... What, what was going on with you back in the 70s? You're like this radical person. You were doing crazy things and you're taking vitamin E and you're homeschooling and what in the world? Because this is, you're doing things that now are very commonplace, but you were a trendsetter back then. I was a rebel. What? One of our foster daughters actually said to her friends, actually, they're just old hippies. <laughs> <That was, laughs> you know, and, uh, but I actually was at the first homeschool planning meeting for the city, the whole city of Chicago. Wow. And it was in some lady's little back dark kitchen sitting around a table trying to come up with a name for a homeschooling support group. And uh, that was, and the most crazy thing about to show how primitive it was, I drew the cover for the brochure and it was stick people because that's all I could do. <laughs> and so things have come a long way since, you know, since that. And, and I told them that's all I could do, but they were so desperate that they took it. So, yeah. So that was, um, that was our, that was the kind of the beginning. And, and yeah, we, we breastfed, we home birthed. 
you know, we homeschooled and we just, my poor mother-in-law, we, she just did she had think you were nuts? Yes, she did. Bless her heart. So. <laughs> what has my son done marrying this, this hippie yes. lady doing all these crazy things? Yes. But now here it is. You have all of these souls that you've, that you've helped foster in, in this world. I, taking your kids to church on Sundays, how many vehicles did you have to take? Well, we pretty much had the reputation, if you think of the clowns at the circus coming out of the Volkswagen yeah. uh, Beetle, um, no matter what we had, we were always a little on overflow. So for a while, we had a Suburban, you know, and, and you know, so you open the doors and, you know, people just, but I mean, they were all belted in, sometimes double belted. We You can't get by with that anymore. But then we moved to the 12 passenger vans and then the 15. So for years we had a 15 passenger van and wow, that, that's amazing that pretty much held everything. and then you had to have a supplemental car that follows well we behind. never had more than 14 kids in the home at oh, one time okay because there's such a large there's a 26 yeah. year span from our oldest to yeah. our youngest so our youngest daughter who's 16 has four nieces and nephews older than her huh. and then my son who's 18 had two <laughs> you know so so they they were that's raised so... more like cousins yeah you know and and so that, yeah, everything always fit. Do all your kids still kind of live in the same area in Atlanta, or are you spread all over the place? They're all over. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly Wisconsin, which is where we're from. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, so. We're speaking right now with Cindy Wagner here on AM 1160. The Quest Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive, 470-508-1160. I'm Greg Willits. You know, as we're sharing these kinds of stories, and later on today we're going to be hearing from Father Tim Gallagher. He's going to be here from St. Bernadette's Parish. Lisa Brickenmeyer is going to be joining us later on talking about walking with purpose. We have so many other great guests in store for you sharing their faith lives sharing their family lives. And one of the things that we want to do on the quest is not only continue to bring you great content from EWTN and elsewhere, but truly share these local, these local stories, this local flair, truly make you feel like this is your Catholic radio station in Atlanta. And to continue this work, we need your, number one, we need your prayers. And number two, we need your prayerful financial assistance. So what does that mean, prayerful financial assistance? It means, listen, whatever money you have, you got it from God. So ask God, how is it that I could possibly financially help the quest? Ask him. Pray about it. Say, I want to help, but how can I do it? Maybe it's just your prayers right now. That means so much to us. Let us know that you're praying for us. 470-508-1160. But if God is placing it in your heart, you know what? I want to hear more of local Catholic radio in Atlanta. Then also make a financial contribution to make that happen. 470 470- 508-1160. We're about to listen to a clip of another program that you hear on The Quest. It's from Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. Take Two can be heard Monday through Friday at noon Eastern right here on The Quest. Take a listen. Welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, but just me today. Hi, Carlos. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Doing well. I can't talk today, though. I, I don't know. I just seem like I've got cotton mouth or something. <laughs> No, you know what? You're doing fantastic, and I'm glad you're there. Um, oh, actually, I'm driving you. a Houston. I'm driving a Houston, Texas, and uh, I'll probably be the only guy calling in. But you know what? It's interesting your topic this morning because um, we, my father passed away about a year and a half ago. So I think this is going to be therapy for me. So thank you. But um, I had to call because uh, our household was similar to yours. Seven boys, no girls, mom and dad, always, they were always busy. 
Um, I, for my mother, you know, it, it, I learned humor. Um, she was 17 years old. My father was 30. They were married 60 years. And they taught us many, many things. But like I said, for my mother, humor. And for my father, I, I learned charity. It's interesting. There was a convent. Uh, there was a convent in El Paso, Texas. Uh, a lot of nuns. And my father would take us, and he would have this paper sack from the grocery store. There was there was meat, protein, food, and he would take it to the convent. And this convent was really interesting because you were not allowed to see the nuns. You couldn't talk to them. Um, and there was this turntable, and my dad would put the 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 uh, the food on this turntable, and the nuns would turn it, and they would go to their side, and you could just hear a little whisper, thank you, uh, mm-hmm. in Spanish, and and it was really cool. So so I, I, I do the same thing. I, I, I learned that from my father and, and in a very simple way. Um, and the other thing I learned from my dad was the importance of family, um, the simple moments, treasure them. He, he always saw comfort and joy when the family was together. Um, but I also went to a, um, a Catholic school, but I, I was in a, um, I was in a seminary, St. Charles Seminary, St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in El Paso, and mm-hmm. I also had some wonderful heroes in the Jesuit priests. Um, I was only there for two years. I thought I wanted to be a priest. Uh, my father was in a seminary um, in, in Mexico, and they had to hide in the mountains because the government uh, would arrest anybody religious. So they had to move the seminary to the mountains so the government could not find them. But anyway, oh, wow. that's what I wanted to share with you. Well, Carlos, do we have your dad's name in our in our book? Your, um, your father? You said he passed? I don't, I don't know. His name is Ricardo. Ricardo, okay. I just put him in the book. Um, well, you know what I love about your story is that... I hope it does bring you some some kind of um, healing and also even some laughter because you said that your mother brought humor into the family and your dad brought that sense of charity and family, that love and kindness, and I think that is really wonderful. I don't know if you've ever done this practice, but I do it all the time. All the all the good traits that my, my parents um, um, shared with all of us and kind of filtered down to the rest of us, every time I, I see them exhibited in my life, I always will say, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. I always just, I always just kind of thank them, um, either in my mind or in my heart, you know, just to kind of keep them, you know, on the, on the forefront of my, of my sense of, of gratitude for them that they did, you know, share some great, great qualities, you know, that we could pass on and it was a legacy. So I, I'm sure you already do that already, but it sounds like, you know, this call is um, very comforting to you because you, you, you've honored your mother and father on this call. And I think that is so wonderful, Carlos. And I just, I thank you for that. And, you know, I, I'm, you're not the only male because Frank is also driving through California. So he called in too. And I think that's really wonderful when, when, um, men especially will acknowledge their parents because I think sometimes it, it can be easier 
for for uh, girls to do that simply because I, I you know I don't know it just seems that way I know my brothers d- aren't aren't as vocal about our parents as as the girls are and so I just think that is wonderful Carlos that you honored your mother and father today and I and we wish that you have a safe driving um, from Fort Worth to Houston. And that was a clip from Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. You can hear more from Take Two Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern here on The Quest. My name is Greg Willits. I'm your host for the next few hours here on the AM 1160 The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive happening all week long, 470-508-1160 as we are trying to continue to raise the funds to be able to have dynamic Catholic radio here in the metro Atlanta area. It is your Catholic radio station. You're the one who helps make this happen, and you can help us to continue making this happen by making your donation right now, 470-508-1160. We're getting ready to have Mass here at 11 a.m. If you're in the area of the Quest, we'd love to have you stop by and join us for Mass. It was exciting for me during our uh, while we were listening to that clip. I went out in the hallway for a moment and saw my dear friend Father Timothy Gallagher out there. I'm looking forward to having him. He's going to be celebrating Mass at 11 a.m., and then he'll be on joining me talking about Catholic Radio and talking about the Catholic life in Atlanta later on around noon today, so make sure you're tuning in for that. Again, the phone number is 470-508-1160, and one of the great things about what we're doing this week are the opportunity for you to be a part of something that is amazing. We have a donor who will match up to $1,000 for every monthly donor. That's a total match of $1,000. And we would love to be able to know that your donation is going to be doubled just like that by you calling in right now, 470-508-1116, becoming a monthly donor. We need monthly donors to help us to know that we're going to be able to keep the lights on. We're going to be able to continue to grow as we're wanting to grow, that we can plan out in advance of the work that we're trying to do with the quest here in Atlanta. And our theme for this spirit drive is Atlanta Family Strong. We're talking about marriage and family topics. And these spiritual drives are really critical days for the station to get the funds that are needed to run the station and to maintain the work and to grow the work. And this is only done two times a year. So while we're asking for your financial help right now, this is only done two times a year. So your donations right now, very important. If you can give $5, please give $5. If it can be more than that, $10, $25, $100, we would welcome that. Your one-time donations, your one-time pledges, or your pledge of monthly support. Either way, we would greatly appreciate your help. We're All week long, we're going to be focusing 40 hours of live guests who want to make this happen, including many of our beloved local priests and deacons and lay people who are doing great things that impact the marriage and family life of the community, the Catholic community in the metro Atlanta area. And you may or may not know this, but this radio effort, this is not paid for by the Archdiocese of Atlanta. It's not sponsored by any sort of campaign from the Archdiocese. While we have their support to be able to continue doing this work and we have their blessing to do it, we don't have their financial support. The financial support comes completely from our listeners like you. And we need your help to continue doing this work. 
404-508-1160. You can go online to donate at thequestatlanta.com. You can even donate in honor of a certain guest, and your donation will be aired during that hour. We'll say your name. We'll share if you have someone else that you would like to honor, perhaps a family member or for a special event. You may want to donate in memory of someone who has meant something to you, who has helped you in your Catholic faith. So be sure you call in and make that pledge, 470-508-1160, here on The Quest, AM 1160, during The Quest's Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. I'm Greg Willits, here today, speaking in the studio, it just had great conversations throughout the course of the day, talking with Cindy Wagner. Cindy, with all of your children... You know, we've been talking about throughout the course of this week vocations, and we've been talking about marriage, and we've been talking and marriage being a vocation. What a witness that you and your husband have provided 40 plus years of marriage to your kids. How many of your kids are now married? 11. 11 of your, of your, of your kids married, and all those grandkids. For them, how are they fostering the faith within their own marriages? I think, I think they all feel realistically that marriage is something you have to work at and yeah. fight for and that not to give in to the spirit of oh man this is we're going through tough times there's a way out of this um i think they're all pretty committed to making it through the humps and the you know the valleys and 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 they saw that in our family too and especially as they take on the the heat from society as far as like you were saying, the questions about, um, uh, you know, do you know how many, do you know how many kids you have? Like, have you figured out how yeah. you get those? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we would always just smile. Yes, we figured it out really well. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's nice ways you can say it. Now, the biggest thing people say to me is, "You're Catholic, right?" Mm. And I think, wow, you know, that's actually a um, that's a compliment. <laughs> it's a compliment. I hope that you know. I realize that my faith has given me that strength to accept children as a blessing, and that's a big thing. And I think for my children as well, um, going, educating their children in the faith, and and I think also the financial part where you need to trust God. And I think that when we are in a position of saying, God can never outdo us in generosity. You know, if he asks us to do something, we work hard, but we don't have to worry about being able to clothe or feed our kids because we're going to give to him first. Mm. We're, we're going to tithe. We're going to do the things that we want to do and show this as an example to our children that God will care for us. Cindy Wagner here in the studio at the Quest Atlanta, AM 1160, during our Atlanta Family Strong Spirit Drive. 470-508-1160 is the number that you can call to make your pledge donation right now. Thanks again to those who have called in during the course of this hour. We've heard from Eleanor and Priya and Kimberly and Janice and many more. You can call in right now, 470-508-1160. With all of the challenges of, of being a parent in today's day and age and, and trying to keep up with the w way that we're raising our kids, are you still continuing to homeschool? And is that what you're doing with your still your kids' Left at home? Uh, my no. My last when we moved back to Atlanta, my youngest is sixteen, and she goes to a private Catholic school. Mm -hmm. And 
the reason that she did it, that we did that is because we felt after all those years, all the other kids that were homeschooled together, <laughs> they were together. Right. And she would have been stuck with me. <laughs> and I'm pretty boring as far as, you know, you don't have that camaraderie. Yeah. So she goes to a hybrid Catholic school. Oh, nice. And um, really, really enjoys it. That's so, tremendous. And I also have a, another big part of it is we were foster parents again down here in Atlanta. And we have a foster baby who's pretty like he's pretty labor intensive yeah. he, pretty much 24 7 care and um and so i wouldn't be able to actually homeschool appropriately adequately taking care of these babies as well how many babies have you have you had over the years in terms of foster babies do you even know anymore mm, maybe 30 wow that's tremendous yeah and that, I, I could speak firsthand of the blessing you know as a foster sibling uh you know when i was a young kid my parents we were foster family to newborn babies and the impact that having babies in the house all the time had on me as a as a young kid um like fourth grade through seventh grade who always mm-hmm. had a baby in the house always loved having babies in the house and what a strong statement that said you know when you, you are going to mass on the weekends and and or you're going anywhere and every few months we'd have a different baby and people just sort of knew okay you're the one who stayed and what a statement of life that that says to other people it's like yes this child doesn't have a home but now they do have a home that this child is is here and we're going to be loving this child and this child has value and dignity they're special they're special and and loved by god yeah yes so so i mean i find it i find it amazing that you've many people think okay well my kids are almost done i'm almost done now it's just time to sit back and reap the benefits of everything and you've gone back to being a foster parent again what what compels you to keep going what is the drive that that god has placed in your heart to keep doing that it was another it was another god led uh thing actually uh janice givens told me that saint bridget's was having a fostering love um meeting where you could go and sign up to bring a meal to a foster parent once hmm. a month to lighten their load. And I went and they were talking about how many children there were in the state of Georgia that needed a foster home versus how many foster homes there were. Huge difference, huge shortage. I went home and said to my husband, honey, <laughs> a meal a month is not going to cut it. I think we need to go back into foster care. And that was three years ago. And now here we are. And what was his response at first? Uh, just the usual, um, shock look, you know, and then think about it, you know, it's like, we need to think about this, pray about it and just ease into it. Why don't we just go to the intake meeting and see how it goes? Why don't we just fill out this 135 pages of paperwork and see how it goes? Why don't we just see if they call us, you know, but it's my husband who in the end always has that heart for like it, when they called us about this baby and we went and saw him, they said, you need to visit first. Are you prepared to have him die at your house? And would this, would you be able to handle this, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Go home, think about it for a day. And we... So this is a special needs baby that you oh, have yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what we're signed up for now is medically fragile babies. And my husband... He, I said, ultimately, honey, you're the you're the caregiver. You're the I'm not the caregiver, but the breadwinner. I'm the one who's mainly the caregiver. But of course, he has to help a lot, yeah. and with the other kids and his mother who lives with us, and a lot of lot of issues. We're very busy, and so I said, ultimately, this it's your call. And 
he came, he met me later that um, evening passing in the hall and he said, Cindy, I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking, what would Mother Teresa say? And I was like, all right, that's it. We're getting it. <laughs> so. that's, that's, that's almost a more difficult question than to ask, what would Jesus do? It's like, what would Mother Teresa say? Well, you know what you're going to end up doing now if you try to follow in that, in the, yes. in that those footsteps. But, yes. well, Cindy, it's been a blessing to be able to have Thank conversation you. with you, to you hear your well. story, to to learn about your, your beautiful family and just the, the love, obviously, that you witnessed to the world world and having your children and the way that you've raised them and continue to be a blessing in witnessing to the sanctity of life by foster parenting as well. I'm so glad to be able to share that story. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much and for that. I have to put in a plug for this fostering love community who have been making it possible for us to have this foster baby. So how can people find out about fostering love? Fostering love, they can look it up online. They could contact St. Bridget's Church. Um, uh, many other churches have it as well. I think St. Monica's does and a lot of uh, uh, Protestant churches, Christian churches in the area. And it's a support group that you can help, even if you don't feel called to being a foster parent yourself, you help the foster families. And there's a tremendous difference in the ability of families to still maintaining their status as foster parents when they get that kind of support and so yeah if you do a search for fostering love online there's a lot of different information looking particularly for st bridget's on their parish calendars yep. you can see meetings that happen for fostering love if you want to get involved with that there's also a facebook page fostering love facebook page if you want to find out more information that way as well well again cindy thank you so much for joining us for the this fun drive or the spirit drive thank it's, you it's for been having blessing. me four seven zero five Five zero eight eleven sixty. That's the number you can be calling right now to be a part of this amazing event. We still have lots more great guests ahead. Kathy Cotta is going to be joining us as well as Carol Porter. They're two moms of two seminarians. They're in the seminary together right now. And these two moms are going to be joining us. Very funny women. They're going to be sharing funny stories. Lots of things that are going to be happening in the next hour. You're not going to want to miss that. Later on, we're going to be speaking with Father Timothy Gallagher from St. Bernadette's Parish, as well as Lisa Brickenmeyer will be joining us talking about walking with purpose from walkingwithpurpose.com so many amazing things happening and all of this content is happening because of your support your continuous prayerful support and financial contributions to the quest we cannot be doing this without you please be giving us a call right now at 470-508-1160 we'd love to hear from you make a donation in honor of one of our guests today or in honor of your priest or in honor of your your own family 470-508-1160 don't hesitate to give us a call we'd love to hear from you we'll be sharing a pledge update here in just a few moments as well as some other exciting news that you're not going to want to miss my name is greg willits you're listening to am 1160 during the quests atlanta family strong spirit drive stay tuned